you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. It's Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. There you go. Welcome to the big show, my family and friends. We certainly appreciate you guys being here, being a part of the show. As always, for 15 years, we've been bringing you the most smartest people, the most interesting discussions, the most enlightened things that will enhance your mind, expand your purview of your worldview. I tried to make that rhyme, but it didn't work, uh, and all that good stuff. For fifth, three to four shows a weekday, uh, what is that, 15 to 20 a day? Or no, hold on, a week. See, I can't feel my legs anymore. Uh, we've been bringing you the CEOs, the billionaires, the White House presidential advisors, the governors, the Congress members, the U.S. ambassadors, the astronauts, the Pulitzer Prize winners, and journalists from all walks of life and everything. And you join with us as the Chris Voss Show listener, an elite crowd of people that help you bask in the Chris Voss Show glow, as we like to call it around the Chris Voss Show. We're going to have some cups coming out for that. They're going to say the Chris Voss Show glow. Uh, today, we're joined by an amazing young gentleman, and he is uh, someone who's going to lighten us on several different things in life, in his life journey, and lessons we can learn from it. Jerry Hammond is on the show with us today. He's an international tattoo artist, life coach, father, and mentor. Uh, he grew up in the chaos of the Bay Area, uh, did drugs with his mother. I'm not telling on him. He, he put that in the bio, so uh, I'm not uh, flushing anything he doesn't want anybody <laughs> to know. Uh, both parents were very crazy. Those are his words. Don't sue me. Uh, he had to move to Mexico when he was 17 because of some violence and did not speak any Spanish, but learned in a few months and almost did 80 years after his fifth time of going to jail in Mexico. He's had a very crazy life, as you can tell. And now after turning his life around one ten thousand percent from his experiences, he helps others now better than life through coaching and tattoo sessions. He does around the world, sharing people's stories on their skin. This is going to be fun. Welcome to the show, Jerry. How are you? Oh, I love it. I'm great, man. Feels good to be alive. How you doing? There you go, man. I love the attitude. I love the energy you bring in the show. Uh, give us your dot coms. Where do you want people to look you up on the interwebs and get to know you better? Uh, my Instagram is Jerry underscore unique underscore tattoos. My YouTube is Jerry Hammond, Facebook, Jerry Hammond. And yeah, that's pretty. And then my TikTok is Jerry unique tattoos. There you go. You have a huge amount of followers on Instagram, 237,000. We're growing, man. We're growing. There you go. And you're killing it on the tickety talkity. You're inspiring people over there, telling them how to elevate their life and transform their life. So give us a 30,000 overview in your words about uh, who you are and what you do. So I travel the world doing tattoos. Uh, I come from a crazy family. And yeah, it, 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 we'll get into that later if you want. It's crazy. Yeah. So, so what I do, man, is I travel the world. I tattoo. I do a lot of special tattoos when it means something to somebody who has a story behind it. Oh, really? Also, also another thing that I do is I train people, uh, mindset training, people that want to get their body in optimal shape, their mind, mm -hmm. live better, that want to be a better father, a better human, and mm -hmm. appreciate life in a better way. 
There you go. So it sounds like you have people grounded on their life and, and what goes on. Do you do like, do people fly out for custom tattoos for life stories? Of course. Oh, wow. So somebody's got some, is, uh, give us an example of an event maybe that you've done for that. Man, uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, mm -hmm. yesterday, uh, beautiful client. She's from uh, Milwaukee, man. Her 22-year-old daughter was found uh, dead in a river. Oh, no. So she wanted to get a portrait. I do a lot of portraits. So I, what I do is, is I get some candles together. I put a, I, a nice memorial for her. We do a little prayer, a little meditation. So we're connected in the energy in the moment. And mm -hmm. it's something special for her daughter. You know, it's her part of her story. It was her only kid, man. Oh, wow. That's unfortunate. Yeah. But so you put a, you gave her a portrait tattoo of her daughter then? Yes. With a, oh, wow. with flower and a lily because her daughter used to like to draw lilies oh wow that's touching that's that's beautiful and and what a great memorial too and uh everything else so um let's start with the top and lay foundation why are tattoos important why do you feel that they 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 make such a difference a statement why are they important to people in their lives because Everybody sees it different. It's hard to exactly pinpoint it because everybody sees life and the situation is different. But for a lot of people, like cases like that, I get many cases where they're a memorial. They want to feel like that person's with them, that they're still with them oh, yeah. in some way or something they've been through, something that's telling part of their story or something that gives them power in their life. Some people just get something very small just to breathe. Motherfuckers forget to breathe. <laughs> you know? I hope it's okay to cuss. Uh, uh, sorry. Yeah. yeah, you're fine. <laughs> so, yeah, everybody has a different meaning. Like somebody can get a, a butterfly and it could mean transformation. Somebody could get one because it has another meaning behind it. It really depends. But to me, you know, it's always best when it has something to do with your life, with your story, something that has a meaning behind it for you. There you go. And then you do life coaching. Uh, yep. You help, uh, uh, you mostly work with men, help them be better fathers. I do women as well, too. I work with women okay. as well, but I do a lot of men. I get men that want to stop drinking, men that want to stop doing drugs, mm -hmm. want to lose weight. They want to think better. They want to feel better. We get them all aligned in every aspect of their life. There you go. And so it, you've kind of learned the hard way through some lessons and growing up and stuff. Give us uh, your hero's journey in your words and kind of what you, what you went through and what you learned to, that, that got you to a place where you can, you, you're able to heal yourself and heal others now, help heal others now. Ooh, oh man. Okay. I'll try to make it short. So <laughs> I grew up in the Bay area. I started washing cars when I was 12 years old. My dad went to Vietnam, got out of Vietnam, went to prison then he became a tattoo artist. My mom used to take me out robbing and stealing at the store so she could get her drugs. And uh, all kinds of craziness happened. And then when I was 17, my mother, she burned down the house. My dad already lived in Mexico. My sister told me somebody was selling drugs to my mom. So I went and I shot him three times in the chest. He's still alive. That's why I can speak about it. And I had to leave the country. So I moved to Mexico. And then I moved down to Mexico. I didn't speak any Spanish at all. I got a construction job and was getting into fights. Didn't even know why, because I didn't speak fucking Spanish, man. And <laughs> I stepped on a nail and went all the way through my foot on the third day oh. of work. I said, this ain't for me. I got to go back to do selling drugs and guns, man. That's what I know. You know, crazy stuff. So, so I got involved in some people with some people over there. I, I learned Spanish and... 
then uh, I was getting in a few fights all the time. And then one time I got jumped by nine guys and Ooh, they, they hit me with a bat a couple times and they stabbed me in the back. And I took the knife from them and I stabbed all of them. And <laughs> it was 2.30 in the morning. It's called the Malecon. It's right there in Mexico, in Baja, California, right by the beach. Uh -huh. They took me to jail, said, man, you're looking at 80 years. Four of them are in critical condition. It looks like they're going to die. Thank God none of them died. And because of it being Mexico and some of the people I was working with doing some other things, you know, mm -hmm. I was able to get out, you know, and, um, and yeah, it, it was probably helped to be a U.S. citizen, you know, that kind of helps. I think maybe, uh, man, it's, it's all who, you know, over there, man. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And then my mother, she ended up, she was on the run from the cops in California. So she ended up, I went, drove across the border, brought her across the border. And were you going to say something? No, I, I was thinking about something, but go ahead. No, tell me, tell me. Oh, I was, I was seeing, I was going to ask you the next follow-up question that was, uh, were you staying with your father at the time in Mexico when you went down there? When I first moved down there? Yes. Uh -huh. Yeah. I called him. I said, Hey, I, I did something. I got to leave the country. He said, don't say anything else. Just come on down. Just come on down. Yeah. yeah. So you, so then you bring your mother down. Yeah. Then I brought her down and they were like separate. They were separating. Like she, she used to crash the car into the house to get in through the uh, living room so she could get in the window because my dad would change the locks on the house. <laughs> Sounds like a very stable environment. <laughs> stable. It's, but, I'm surprised that you were having issues as a young boy trying to figure out what was going on in your life. A lot of people don't. A lot of people go through less than that, and yeah. they play the victim, man. And they just why me? Why? And that's not that's not right. Because our parents, they only don't. They only do what they only did. What they didn't have that much information back then. They did what they knew. There's no book on how to be a parent. Yeah, that's true. There isn't a book on. And you know, people. I mean, sometimes are doing the best they can, and sometimes that's not even good enough. But yeah, that's we all why, get a lot yeah. sometimes, man. You yeah. know. And then at some point, you got robbed in Amsterdam. Do you want to tell us that story? That sounds like, <laughs> I that, think you that, have a few great stories here for a book. Oh, wow. That was in 2015. Okay, so 2015, I fly out to England, and I'm in England doing some tattoos. My mom was out there because she was visiting some family. She flipped out on a friend of mine and, and me, and crazy shit happened. And then my girlfriend at the time, she was a cop in Mexico. I was with her for six years. Her father got murdered. They shot him in the head. Oh, no. And so I wanted to get back to go see, to be with her, because she was going to go down there where they killed him. I didn't want to let her go by herself. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm her man, so I'm going to go with her. And I go to Amsterdam. They said the fastest flight to L.A. is first to Amsterdam. So I get to Amsterdam. They said there's no flights till tomorrow morning. Go get a hotel. I go to get a hotel because there's a train that connects to the airport. I get on the train. I didn't realize everything's in Dutch. So I get on there and I get I get lost because I didn't even pay attention to the guy. I just thought, whatever. And I get fucking lost. Next thing you know, I get jumped by these four guys. A fifth guy with them takes my bag, $5,000 cash, my tattoo machines, my tablet, my passport, everything. They took my whole life. And... Um, wow. And so I went back to the airport all fucked up and I said, shit, now what? I, I need to get on my plane. He said, you can't get on a plane without a passport, dude. You're fucked. Oh, no, man. Yeah. 
So I go to the consulate. They said, yeah, you need 150 euros to get an emergency passport. What? I said, I don't, have your money. I don't even have one. <laughs> we, we need to go report that shit. It's like, it was all craziness, dude. So oh, man. I'm stealing chocolate and, and, and bread because that's what they got over there. Finally, this, this great guy, man, I walk into this salon and I said, hey, man, I, I need help. I'll have someone send you money. I just need your ID to receive the money. And uh -huh. it was some, some gay guy, right? And he's the coolest guy ever, man. Coolest guy ever. He was like, man, here, he wants to, wants to give me the money. And I said, no, no, no. I want to use your ID. Let's pick up the money with you. And he said, no, no, no. I said, dude, I can't do a trade for this, dude, because I, I don't like that type of shit, you know? Yeah. And, <laughs> and he was like, no, man, you're good. Don't worry. I just want to help you. That nice. is cool. I, that's and what I would have done. Oh I would have just said, "Here, here, just take the money, man." Just yeah. So, so I, I got I the mean, money. I went and got my passport. I got money sent to me, and I got took him some chocolates. Took him more money. We still in contact. He's a, a beautiful guy from uh, Panama, man. Great person. Mm -hmm. There you go. Uh, so you had uh, uh, lots of adventures. You ever thought about writing these all down and put them in a book? You really should. I hear it all the time, dude. I hear it dude, all the shit. time. This would be a great book. Yeah. Um, we've had some great people that have told some of their stories, uh, from gangland and, and, uh, living in South America and, you know, sometimes growing up with, with challenges and then how they came through it and they make for some great stories, especially when you're on the other side of things. Um, there you go. And as long as the, uh, as, as long as the, uh, what's that called? The time, the time after a crime when you can be committed for it. I forget what that's called. Oh, statute of limitations is run oh, out. Yeah. You're okay to go. <laughs> I know that very well. Yes. <laughs> so how did you, how did you evolve to, from there to where you are now? So what happened was I kind of hit rock bottom quite a few times and I didn't learn the mm -hmm. lesson. I was a fucking idiot. And the, what the, what happened was what really woke me up was I was really a rock bottom. I was living with this cop at the time in Mexico. My girlfriend was a cop. We were doing all kinds of craziness and I was just, I felt like I was rotting inside, man. Like, cause I always like to help people, but, I, but I was doing bad things. And I just felt like I was, I just didn't want to live. Cause that's not life for me. I don't want to be doing, you know, bad things. So I, I told her, I said, man, I, I just want to fucking kill myself. I'm tired of this shit. Like I, I this isn't life, you know? Mm -hmm. and, uh, she said, go ahead and do it. Just don't do it in front of my daughter. And Jesus. That, you know, I, I, I used to think, man, what a, you know, all this bad stuff. And I was like, you know what? That's the best way she could have told me. That was cool. You know, because I was being a victim. I was, yeah. being, I was being a little bitch. And that's what it was. And so I, I called a friend of mine and said, hey, go to, let's go to Tucson. I'll meet you in Tucson. So I go to Tucson. My sister's in Tucson. And there's this guy named Joey. We're walking down the street. He, used, he got shot. He almost died a couple times. He was selling, he was a big heroin dealer and he did some time and he, we were both kind of crazy. And I heard him talking about God and talking about this and that. And I was like, this fake motherfucker, you know? And then I, then he just said some shit, the way something that entered my mind, huh. I said, Hey, do you have church? You have church tomorrow? And he said, yeah. And I said, can I go? And he said, everybody's invited to this church, man. And I said, okay, cool. So I go to church the next day and pastor Scotty is this guy's name. He was this and that. There was like a thousand people. He's going on and on and on. He said, everybody's problem is there is a master key to your happiness. And all of you guys, a lot of you guys 
are looking for it in sex and alcohol and drugs and violence. Yeah, that's just Fridays around like, here. I was like, damn, he's talking to me. And then, <laughs> and then he had a giant key. I have it at my shop. He said, he said, there's a master key. And he had, he said, who wants it? And guess where it's at? It's inside, but nobody's looking inside. And the way that he said it, I was like, holy shit, I've been looking outside this whole fucking, and I'm, that's, I get more and more lost. There you go. So that's what, go. that's what sparked it, man. Then I started reading books. I started going to meditation retreats. I started really? just becoming a seeker, bro. I wanted mm. to learn about life. I realized what a gift it was, and I just started bam, bam, bam. There you go. So it sounds like you reached a point where you're just sick of your life. You were, you were just like, I, I, I just don't want to do this anymore. I don't, it doesn't make me feel good. I don't feel like I'm going anywhere with my life. And then you, you get lucky enough to find the right proponent, the right person, the right message. And you, you probably, you're prepared to get that message too. Probably what helped. And, uh, then you start the journey. Yeah. Tired of being tired. And they say, that the teacher appears when the student is ready. There you go. Perfectly yes. said. The teacher yes. appears when the student is ready. Yeah, I've I've been through that. I think a lot of us have been through that so many times in life. We're like, why can't I change? Why can't I get stuff done? And you just reach a point where you're just so sick of it. You just go, I'm just fed up and I'm not going to take this anymore. I'm just not going to do this. What was your point when you got tired? I, I just was so sick of being tired and feeling sick. And like, uh, for me, it was when I started losing weight, lost a hundred pounds. I, I just, I just reached a point where I just, I'm sick of feeling like shit all the time. I'm sick yeah. of feeling like garbage. I'm sick of being overweight. I feel like I'm just dying every day or I'm going to die of, you know, something if I don't deal with this. And I just reached a breaking point. And like you said, the right message came through at the right time. And uh, uh, one of my favorite authors and comedians, Christopher Penn, penned a book called, um, <clears throat> I forget the name of it, but uh, basically it was a book about how he lost 100 pounds and the method he went. And so I said, well, fuck it. I like this guy. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll give this a whirl. And I saw an interview with him. Um, and so I bought the book and read it. And so much of what he talked about resonated me, like with what you said. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, sometimes we just have to reach that point. We're just like, I'm sick of it. I'm not going to take it anymore. Right. And that's what, that's what it is. And even if you get that sick of it, it could just, all it takes is another human just saying a line of words. Yep. Just and a line why, of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why we need to, uh, help each other. And like what you do with life coaching and, and, uh, helping fathers. Um, when, when you, uh, when you do, let's, uh, let's stick with the tattoo work for, and then we'll round out to the other thing. So you do the international tattoo artist stuff. I'm looking at some of your stuff on Instagram and this is really amazing artwork. I'm looking at a picture of, Thank you. I believe it's, uh, is this, uh, doc, is this ice T or Dr. Dre? Oh, it's ice cube. Ice, ice cube. Yeah. And well, I'm looking at the photo of this and Jesus, it's, it's almost a photographic image, man. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it, man. And thank it's you. in 3d. Thank you. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. And I like how you put a Raiders hat on. Raiders fan. Yeah. That, that guy's the biggest Raiders fan in the world that got that one, man. <laughs> I've done all kinds of Raiders tattoos on him. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Raiders. I'm not sure. I, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tough marriage. To make work the Raiders and winning games, but uh, we that's try. Right yeah, that's right here. <laughs> yeah. I'm seeing a lot, like, dude, some of the artwork you have on here on Instagram is just amazing. And then you've got, um, you got so much stuff. 
you know, because we've all seen bad tattoos, you know. <laughs> oh, every day I get pictures of a, of a nightmare that they need fixed. Yeah, every day. Yeah. So why are why are tattoos important? I know that um, we we kind of touched on that early on, but I know that like Vikings used to use tattoos. There's um, there's I think an indigenous tribe or group of people or a small country that. They tattoos are an integral part of their society. They do those facial tattoos that are really. Oh, those are the Maori. Yeah, yeah. The Maori, yeah. They're Polynesian Maori. In some mm -hmm. uh, places, it's when you become a man, you get a tattoo. Ah. Yeah, everywhere's everywhere has their difference. Some people, if they go to prison here, then some it means something. You know, everywhere has their different meanings, and like it's crazy because I've been trying to come up. I've tattooed about twenty thousand people over the years. And I've little by little noticed that it's crazy how you see a difference in someone when they get a tattoo. It's like on an unconscious level. Like I had a good friend of mine. He's a runner. He's a doctor in Mexico. He told me, he said, man, the tattoo that you tattooed on my right leg, it's a bear. That leg is stronger now. He said, I swear by it. It's stronger. It's mm -hmm. like on an unconscious. It's crazy. I, I'm still trying to grasp my mind around what happens inside of the human when they get a tattoo. It's very interesting. There you go. Now I, I'm looking at your Instagram and I see you floating on all fours, and I, I can't play the video because the sound will interfere with the with what we're doing here. What's going on in these in these videos? Oh, those are burpees. Those, those are exercises. I do those every day. That's where you're jumping up on all fours and oh yeah, in there, yeah. Every I day. I see a lot of them. I'll have to watch them and see if I can figure out how to do them. Yeah, uh, little by little, man. If you're not used to them, start with one one burpee, then two, then work your way up, you know, so you don't hurt yourself. You, you, that's all it is, just working it up, adding it daily. Or I just might just watch your videos and figure I did it. I'll just No, 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 handle that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you have so much entertainment and and awesome inspirational stuff here. I can see on the Instagram and the TikTok, and this is so great. How do people onboard with you for uh, coaching? How do they reach out to you and uh, see if they're a fit? They message me. They tell me what they're what they're going on a little bit about. I like to know who I'm working with mm -hmm. to see if we're a good fit first. They tell me a little bit about themselves, what they're struggling with. And then mm -hmm. we design a structured plan for them so their whole life gets aligned. And then we figure out if we're both a good fit for each other and we go from there, man. And I keep them accountable because accountability is everything. A lot of people can't mm -hmm. keep themselves accountable. So motherfucker, I will. And then we get you going, you know, and then you and then after three to six months, I usually like I tell people, hey, you, sh you should be good and go on your way and help other people. But a yeah. lot of people like to stay working. But. We should all do that with each other. When people, when you start working on yourself and you start aligning yourself and you're the best version of yourself, you inspire your family, your friends, the world to be better. We have to start with what we have here. There you go. I love your message. Pay it forward. And, uh, you know, once you learn to row or fish, help other people learn to fish, pay it forward. So people can go to your website. They can uh, sign up and contact you for private tattoo appointments. Yes. Um, they can uh, uh, sign up for your coaching or contact you for coaching, see if you're a good fit. I see you also have something called custom high-quality limited edition clothing. Uh, yeah, that's a little bit on, on hold right now. That's okay. on hold right now. Yeah, I was doing that, but I'm more focused on the coaching because I've had so many people that want the coach, and that's my passion is tattooing and coaching. Mm -hmm. So I really want to be able to focus 100% on those two. Yeah. Your portfolio is just amazing. Just looking over. I mean, if, if people are listening to the show, 
you you definitely want to go to this. Uh, can people come to you, and where do they come to you at if they do? Yes, I have a private studio here in Arizona, in Phoenix, Arizona. I have another shop in San Felipe, Baja, Mexico, and then I have a private studio in Atlanta, Georgia. Ah, there you go, man. You are everywhere, my friend. Yeah. And uh, I imagine you've got a full crew of uh, people that work there and people that can choose from, and you picked some of the best no, artists. I used I used to have people that worked with me. Now I do everything solo, man. I, oh, now really? I, now I just train people. And three offices play. for yourself. I love yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's I love it. And, and also, you... also we, what we also do, sorry to cut you off, no is I take people on in mountains. I take them and do tattoo adventures with them as well. We'll do a meditation in Sedona, oh. the craziest, most beautiful places you can imagine. Wow. So you hold events. Uh, looks like you do some speaking too and some training. Do you train tattoo artists or just anybody in training in life? Yeah, I, I, I train tattoo artists if they need help, if they want to become a tattoo artist or they want to sharpen their skills as an artist. Mm -hmm. And what I also do is people that want to just train for life is mm -hmm. we do, we're doing a lot, a lot. That's, that's the majority lately, man. It's a lot of life training. There you go. Life yeah. training. And, and it, I mean, you, you've experienced so much in life and you become exemplary in what you've achieved and, and grown, man. I mean, you really, a lot of people would have, turn the wrong way and end up in prison for life or maybe ended up dead. And you, you've really been exemplary in, in doing the change up and, and inspiring, uh, changing yourself and then now helping so many other people. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. That's what it's all about, man. We should do that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, so anything more we want to tease out about what you do and how you do it. Uh, we didn't touch on. Yeah, no, that's pretty much it, man. Just, there you, you know, go. Everybody that is watching this, I hope you guys are taking care of yourself and always keep in mind, you know, every single day, imagine how is the man or woman that you admire and make those decisions because everything's a decision. Am I going to eat shit? So I'm going to look like shit. Am I going to take care of my body? Am I going to be nice and kind? Am I going to be respectable? What type of human do I admire and be that every day and then spread that light to others because there's too much bullshit going on in the world, man. There you go. I love that message. We should put that on a t-shirt. Uh, Jerry, you, uh, I would love to read a book. If you put a book out, I would read that thing, man. Appreciate and, it. And of course we'd have you back for the book. Uh, but if you get a chance, man, uh, you can probably hire some people that will translate the book for you where basically you just kind of tell them or you, know, you can give them audio and, oh, and also, and also I'm, coming, I'm coming out with a Spanish course. It'll be ready. Oh. Next week. There you go doing an online Spanish course. Yeah. Anybody that wants to learn Spanish or anybody that wants to learn English. Uh, so I want to connect all the cultures. Like it's helped me learn Spanish. It's helped me do so many things in life. Thank you. Yeah. Such a beautiful uh, language and beautiful food too. <laughs> food? Oh, dude, don't get me started. Don't get me started. I always joke about how I need a, I need to find a wife who's both Mexican and Italian and she knows Ooh. how to cook both. Oh, I'll, man. I'll marry her. I don't know. <laughs> There's some there's some videos there's some beautiful videos on YouTube where they have these old Mexican women and they're somewhere in Mexico and they have like a fire oven and they look like they live in some sort of adobe hut that was built in 1600 or something. Yeah. And these women fire up the most beautiful meals. You just sit there the whole time drooling out the side of your face. Ooh. And they're just like whipping the stuff up and they're they're showing how they hammer crap and they're they're using the, the uh, making the mole in the in the uh you know the, with the rocks and stuff. 
and you're just oh, like, yeah. it's like, holy crap, that's, she's working with the worst utensils in the world, and it looks great. And it's natural food, dude. It's yeah, like, it's good. It's not all the nasty chemicals. Yeah. I, I go, I used to go a lot. I don't go so much anymore to a place that's called a magical city outside of Mexico City. I used to do a few. Uh, have you heard of ayahuasca? Yeah, yeah. I've done a, I've done ten ayahuasca experiences, and they only do natural food. It's the, it's oh the best ever, dude. And you feel and you think clearly when you eat good shit. Oh, you do. You know these these processing food, they're processed food. They're finding is you know cancerous and just destroys our bodies. I mean, our bodies aren't you know designed to eat this crap. They for oh, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of years, millions of years, we've been eating natural foods up until recently is when this processed crap started. And then you see cancer rates going through the roof. So all Jerry, the numbers with everything, all the numbers with ADHD, with autism, everything's going up, and the more bullshit they're giving everybody. There you go. Uh, so, Jerry, uh, give us your final pitch out to people. Tell them where they can onboard with you, uh, where they can reach out to you, et cetera, et cetera. If you're serious and you want to make a change in your life, hit me up on Instagram or on my website, and we'll get it done together. Take care of yourself. Take care of your family, and let's get it. There you go. Uh, follow them, too, on uh, TikTok and Instagram. I just got done doing it. The, the artwork is astounding. I mean, it just so much of it looks real. Thank and you, uh uh and then of course you got the inspiration i'll, I'll go figure out how to do the burpees yeah do it I'll, I'll get on a video call with you we'll get you phone bro i got you <laughs> sounds good jerry uh so uh pick up jerry at uh, jerryhammond.com uh thanks for tuning into my audience go to goodreads.com for chess chris foss linkedin.com for chess chris foss youtube.com for chess chris foss tiktok uh chris foss one and uh, the new uh, chat where you can chat with us on Facebook at chrisfossfacebook.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. Be good to each other. Stay safe, and we'll see you guys next time.